Welcome to the Digital Investors Podcast with Matt and Liz Rad, where we explore how you can invest in the new digital economy with expert interviews, proven strategies, and stories of success. Get inspired to grow your portfolio for the future. Hi, everyone. It's Matt Rad here from the Business Institute, and we teach beginners how to buy and sell websites. So if you're looking to buy or sell an online business, today's interview is absolutely perfect for you because I'm really excited to have Blake Hutchison from Flipper, the CEO of Flipper. And what I want to cover today and what I'm really excited about, whilst we teach beginners and we highly recommend if you're a beginner, you jump onto the Flipper platform for buying websites. What I'm excited about today is I want I asked Blake to come back and give us give our community an update so that no matter whether you're a beginner or an intermediate or an even an advanced website investor or buyer, there's going to be some really amazing um, tips that or ideas that come from Blake. And what we're looking for today is some of the opportunities out there for each of the each of you who are in any of those groups. I hope I've introduced that right, but but thanks so much for coming along, Blake. Yeah, great to see you, mate. I hope you're doing really well. I think we can give your audience some really cool insights and a couple of case studies from which they can learn from. Yeah, it certainly sounds like it because the, the market is really moving. And, and as you know, Blake, we for, for many, many years here at the business, we've always recommended um, because we do specialise in teaching total beginners or people who want to re- retrain in the digital age, the best spot for them realistically when they're starting out is to, and traditionally, is jump on the flipper and buy a small website. It's kind of our number one rule here because there's no risk in buying a little tiny website and flipper platform makes that so easy. But now over the last few years, it seems, wow, things have just transformed. It's a totally different marketplace. So today, I guess what I want to address is, you know, let's help our intermediate and advanced members as well with some of the updates. But I think it'll be inspiring for everyone no matter what level they're at because some of the things you just you know, you were talking to me about how this market's booming at the moment. Yeah, I mean, we can cover a few things. So we can cover um, the marketplace dynamic, which is essentially um, how we look at it each day, which is the number of new listings coming on board and the average value of those listings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also look at average transaction value and, and we can go through that because it shows that, you know, the market has matured and on average, it's a it's a bigger deal that's getting completed. Uh, and then the third thing we can cover cover is the insatiable buyer demand. So I can share some numbers. <laughs> what buyers have to spend on average by buyer type. So you've got company buyers, you've got entrepreneurial buyers who look to buy and operate, and then you've got side hustlers who are just buying to generate some cash flow returns. So Three things there, and then maybe we can finish off with it with three specific case studies. With and I can share some. Yeah, more. that that would be fantastic. So let's start. Let's start with the the first one because the, the you know the, the well we see it the market's booming, but I, I want to hear it in your words. You're you're at the coal face, like you literally have the data sitting right in front of you, don't you? Yeah, I do. Um, and you know we look at pretty look at it pretty closely. So we've we've obviously got it here, but. So the first thing we should talk about is um, the marketplace value. So that's that's mm. the value of listings added to Flipper um, using our valuation guidance, which is all um, machine learning and, and data science based, five different machine learning models to inform valuation and pricing guidance for our sellers. 
And so we are up, uh, sorry, Matt, it's floating in front of me. We are up 84% year on year um, for marketplace value. And what that actually represents when I can find it here is just in excess, where are my data points? Apologies, I'll bring them up now. There we go. So uh, $224 million in marketplace value for this current March quarter. So what that means is that when a buyer, uh, when a seller comes and adds their listing to the marketplace and that listing is valued at $50,000, that's $50,000 in marketplace value added. And yep. so the combined total of listings added to the platform for the March quarter is 224 mil. Wow. I can remember when we first, first started talking to you guys to, to Flipper and it was nowhere near that number. I remember, like, what was that, a decade ago, to see that sort of Even after COVID, this is up 84% then. Yes, that's correct. And, and that's simply but, as a function of, um, one, more mature sellers being available in the marketplace and Flipper building awareness for its marketplace. Yep. So, you, so the big boost that we saw during that COVID period, because I, uh, I'm sure a lot of our members remember listening to you at our annual summit and with our last update that we did with you, you're talking about there's been this massive shift to buying online businesses. And so that's been sustained now to the point where it's actually matured even more. It's, it's almost double what it was um, from, from that time. So we're in a really exciting marketplace there. So in terms of the average transaction size then, because this is phenomenal. So we've got huge, abundant marketplace for potential buyers of websites out there, which is beautiful news for our community, um, in terms of the average transaction size. Yeah, it's a, it's a really great question. So, so what we do is we look at the top 100 deals every year mm-hmm. and the top 100 deals, 2019, 2020, 2021, and then 2022 year to date. Now, obviously, we're only one quarter into 2022, so we expect this number to get uh, bigger and more impressive than it is currently. But let's just let's just go back in time a little. If you go back to the top 100 deals, 2019, our average transaction value was $84,000. Now, of course, that's just the top okay. 100 deals. So that's the top of the pyramid. In 2020, yeah. it was $145,000. In 2021, it was essentially flat at $142,000. And now calendar year to date 2022, we've seen a material increase in the value of transactions added, sorry, the value of deals added and the value of the transactions completed. And our average deal size, top 100 deals, calendar year to date is $530,000. What? What? How has it gone Okay, we need to look at that. I mean, and I know this is public, but what what can what insights can you give us there? That is just phenomenal. What's why is that growth happening there after the COVID boost? Even what 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 are some of the contributing factors that you can um, share with us on that one? Because that's yeah. phenomenal. Five hundred and thirty grand from one hundred and forty-two. Yeah, and it comes down to a couple of things, right? So the first thing is. Flipper positioning itself to be applicable for the market of digital assets that its buyers are after. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, Flipper's had the largest universe of buyers. Yeah. Uh, 
for a long time, Flipper hasn't necessarily had the uh, most applicable universe of sellers for that buyer pool. And marketplaces are complex things. You've got, uh, you're always trying to achieve maximum liquidity. Yep. Uh, what that means is greater understanding for what your buyers want. And then a sales and marketing lift um, and building awareness for the brand, building credibility around its offering, and ultimately going and telling the story to enough high quality business owners, which are already mm. in community, but didn't necessarily perceive us as a marketplace that was great, a great fit for their, for their size of business. So it's a monumental shift in the perception of the type of business that Flipper represents. And that comes as a result of a few things. One, we built a big sales team in Austin, Texas, and they are actively working oh. with business owners all over the world. Yeah. Uh, we built out our valuation tool such that it was machine learning based and arguably the most accurate valuation tool for business owners, digital business nice. owners globally. And so as a result, we've got this monster lead pool from which we can have informed discussions with our, our, our business owners around the world. Um, the next thing we did is started to build buyer preferences and profiling so that we could match them up. And therefore we were enabling our sellers to meet the right buyer faster. And of course they like that. And so they get excited by that and you then get benefit through word of mouth and, and other, other um, goodwill benefits in that regard. So it's a combination of factors um, that, that we've invested in that have gotten us to this point. And look, it, it, won't, it won't stop there. I mean, the reality is the, the marketplace value number is the number which is a leading indicator for your average transaction value. So we, we started with marketplace value and we talked about a record quarter up 80% prior year. Yeah, well done. We've now talked about average transaction value. But yep. the deal takes 90 to 120 days to complete. So we expect that the next quarter will be even bigger again. Yep. Wow. Okay. So it's just continually growing. So it's one of the big things now. So because I didn't mention this at the beginning of this interview, Flipper is the biggest marketplace for buying and selling websites and always has been. And obviously it's been, you know, in the past, like very well known for doing smaller deals. Now that you're shifting your size significantly. So you still do all the smaller deals though, don't you? Yeah. We are value agnostic. We don't, we are a place so we don't um we we don't form a bias just because you have a small value asset or a bigger value asset and we certainly don't disregard buyers who are entering the ecosystem for the first time what we do is we are a fair and equal marketplace for all uh, we do have what we call quality score um, and quality score looks at many many um factors and and metrics for the assets that list on flipper um, and that helps us decide how best to market the asset and which buyers it should be introduced to. But we do not have a price um, bias. Okay. And so one of the things now I'm presuming that, that you're doing and that I did want to ask, and I know we're still going through those numbers, but I think this is really important so that our community understands. Now, from what I can see, one of the fundamental changes that you guys have implemented as well is you've got in-house brokers now that can help clients um, buy and sell websites. That's correct. We have 
a multi-pronged approach to ensure that business owners get the support they need when they want to sell. And so you can either work with an in-house advisor and they will be every step of the way um, meeting buyers, understanding buyer um, preferences, um, providing due diligence reports to those buyers um, and helping you understand as the seller the right buyer for you and going talking you through a essential um, a workflow which enables you to get the deal done. Or you can work with a third-party broker and the choice is yours. Yeah, so for instance, in, in our community, everyone in our community, um, as you know, Blake, knows young Joe Burrell, who we trained, and he's one of your top third-party brokers. And he, he gets awesome results for our clients on smaller deals. But I'm just thinking for our clients who are looking at investing significantly more money, if they're high net worths and they say they've been, as I'm sure you're seeing, you know, very successful in real estate, like here in Australia, they've got excess funds, they don't want to overcapitalize in real estate because it may you know it's a, it's a everyone has their opinion on where real estate's at but it certainly looks to be a bit overpriced um if someone had say they had a budget of even five hundred thousand or maybe to a million dollars that's where they would make a like a personal approach to flipper say and say look can i get a in inverted commas like a concierge um broker to help and advise me and look out for deals for me is that is that how you now run your in-house brokers yeah there's a couple of things that you could take into consideration if you are a prospective buyer um mm -hmm. the first thing to do is jump onto flipper and set your preferences um and you can set preferences as with with the budget range as as low as you need to or as high as you need to um, Flipper doesn't see deals currently above 50 million. So mm -hmm. um, yep. make sure the preferences below that. Um, yep. <laughs> bigger funds and institutional investors who, who are interested in setting preferences up to that level and beyond that. So that's a good thing to do because we will match you to relevant listings and you don't have to do the discovery, um, the discovery heavy lift will do that for you so that you can be introduced to the um, on the fly and, and, and regularly. The next thing you can do is you can schedule a call. It's a service we call Flipper Finder, and you can find that on Flipper. Just go to the services section, check out the drop down there, and you'll see Flipper Finder. Flipper Finder enables you to have a consultation and essentially learn how the Flipper platform works with one of our customer success staff members in Austin, Texas. So they're there to help you out. If you are an institutional buyer um, or worth, we have relationship managers which can work directly with you to find the asset for you. Um, and the best thing to do there at the moment, just as we start to um, get that service off the ground, the best thing to do is just send me a note and I'll introduce you to a relationship manager. Um, so you can get me at Blake at flipper.com and I'll, I'll introduce you to one of our relationship managers. We've got relationship managers in Asia as well as the US. Um, and, and then, of course, once you inquire on a listing, um, that's when, you know, we start to get involved with you and start to help you to understand the nature of the listing. We can set up um, web, uh, calls between you and the seller and start to get um, into the weeds there. So, yes, I mean, it's an end-to-end -end service. It's designed to ensure that both buyer and seller are equally happy, of course. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so, that, so that, that is a bit of a difference now with the platform. It's not just flipper... You know, it was traditionally the place you come to buy a, a small website and, and it was a very big platform for that. 
and there was always bigger deals, but now obviously it's just across the board. It's everything because you just yeah. you mentioned to me before, um, you know, fifty mil. It just rolls off the tongue, but that's the size deals that you are you you do go up to now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, I can take you through some deals that were done last week, um, and you'll you'll get a you'll get a pretty clear picture. Do you want me to do that now? Yeah, sure. Let, let's cut, let's have a look at that because I want I want our community to understand this is what's going on. We're not just talking here buying and selling, you know, 50,000 or 1,000 or 10,000 or $100,000 websites. Let's have a look at some of the some of the other the deals you've done recently that's happening out there in the marketplace that people may not realize are going on on the Flipper platform. Yep, no problem. So one of the things to to look at just before we get into that is the the average budget. And so you've got three types of buyer. You've got a buyer who is a company You've got a buyer who is an entrepreneur and therefore want to operate. And you've got a buyer who might be deemed to be a side hustler for the benefits of um, a side um, hustle, an incremental income source. And so you can see that on average, and clearly bigger budgets skew the average, we all know that, but on average, a side hustler has $116,000 in total to deploy. Um, they want, might want to buy multiple assets, right? Um, an entrepreneur who wants to operate, on average, 536, and then companies, as you would expect, have far higher budgets than, than the others who are individual, at nearly $4 million. Now, this shows you the, the number of assets that each buyer type wants to acquire, and I find this super interesting. Yeah. So what we know of our side hustlers is they buy multiple small websites, right? Yep. yep. Despite the fact we talked about $116,000 budget, that doesn't mean yeah. they want to spend $1,000 per asset. That simply means they want to divide their budget up into multiple acquisitions and get a portfolio effect. And so what we find really interesting is that side hustlers actually want to buy more assets than the rest, right? So yes. on average, so basically... More side hustlers want to buy two to five websites. More side hustlers want to buy more than six websites. Whereas company buyers typically only want to buy one or a few. Yep. So it's interesting to, to think about that in context. Yeah. Um, now, just, just so I've got this up on screen here, only because I wrote the blog last week, so it's fresh there for everyone to see. <laughs> yeah. um, this, this gives you all a little bit of context as to the types of deals that happened um, in the week prior. So a $5.2 million sale, let's just talk about that a little bit. It's a multiple of 7.59 times trailing 12-month net profit. It's an AdSense content website. It's been around for 13 years. It was doing $7,000 in monthly revenue. And it sold for, as I mentioned, 5.2 million. Now, this shows you the global nature of the marketplace. The owner of that asset was based in New Zealand and the buyer was based in the United States. Um, Moving on to the next one. Nice sale. Yeah. Moving on to the next one, you've got a combination of an ad and subscription model. Yeah. Supporting an education-based platform, which Mm -hmm. targets teachers and teaching kits and aid and that business was five years old and for the trailing 12-month period 
generated or profited $1.3 million and therefore a 6.4 times trailing 12-month net profit for an $8.5 million sale. Now, the thing about this asset, was, which was super intriguing and obviously very exciting for the acquirer, was the staggering global traffic base you yes. can see there. 40 million users monthly. And again, very global. Italian-based seller selling to somebody in the United States. Um, now, both of those are individuals selling to companies. So if we look at a couple of smaller deals, these are individuals selling to entrepreneurs and therefore the different buyer type comes to the fore. So $190,000 sale, multiple of 2.6 times trailing monthly net profit. It's an Amazon uh, KDP, which is Kindle, right? Kindle Publishing. Yep. Um, yep. Published 40 books, 2,000 reviews, all in the Italian language, distributed on the Amazon marketplace, Italy. And it's, it's important to kind of put these diversified business models out because there are meaningful and multiple ways in which these digital assets are finding their way to the marketplace these days. Um, $275,000 deal, e-commerce, different again. Uh, diversified revenue sources operating across Amazon, Shopify, eBay, and Walmart, generating 11,000 monthly, 43% profit margin, been around for a long time, 17 years old, and a, a slightly less uh, less big deal size at 275k. So hopefully that starts to give you give you a sense. Um, you know, we can talk about deal examples forever, but that gives you some sense of the types of um, deal sizes that Flipper represents, as well yeah. as that those deals um, achieve on the platform. It's absolutely fantastic. It's it, it's such a change. I, I I haven't seen deals like this on on Flipper before in all the years that we've been on there. And you know, occasionally you see it. And look at that. That was just a random snapshot of what you just did last what last month. That's just a summary. And they're all significant businesses. And very Blake, I've got to say, they're so inspirational to our community because. Here we teach, as you know, we don't teach e-commerce websites. We, we're all about content sites or like those forums or subscriptions, but particularly content sites. So to see that first one sell for, um, wow. Um, yeah, that was a, um, it's a really interesting website. It, it essentially orientated to GDPR compliance. So all of their content oh, yeah. was, was orientated to uh, governance and compliance for website management and administration. Um, and you know wow. that that business was generating substantial ad revenue, just from ads. That's all it was at monetized by by ads, and it sold obviously to a to a, a big company. Yeah, it sold to a publisher in Florida. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And the business owner was in New Zealand, so you know I <laughs> I, I, I quite like. In fact, I love uh, the global nature of our ecosystem. Yeah. Um, and how, you know, as we say now, we, you know, we say making millionaires uh, because, yep. you know, you can, you can build these sites um, and Flipper's got a buyer for you. And, and that, that gives us immense amount of satisfaction and pride. And that's where our community's at and that's what they're doing. They're building up their web assets over the years with the view to selling them out like that summary you just showed there. It's somewhere in the next two to five years. But it's really interesting too in addition to our clients building these awesome um, assets 
web assets that hopefully they can sell, you know, on the Flipper platform in years to come. Um, I've just recently seen, like over this last year, but particularly over the last six months, some of our clients buy absolutely awesome websites off the Flipper platform and, you know, just quietly buy them up. And I'm looking and going, damn it, can't believe I missed that one. I would have bought that even without, not that I should ever say it, but even without doing, you know, full due diligence, you can just tell they're really good sites. And um, it's when Liz and I go live onto Flipper in front of our community, we, we do that on private webinars and things, um, it's really easy to find a wide range of very high-quality sites now. So not just sites under... Now, the thing, sites under 5,000 seem super hot. The, the valuations are always ridiculously high there. But when we start looking at sites in that, um, for our community's sake, sort of in the 5,000 to, say, 50,000 range, there's been some awesome listings recently. And now, as well, we're looking at higher range sites as well, like what you've just shown, particularly content sites. Um, obviously, there's a, you know, that you guys have done a really good job at attracting in some great listings there. And like you said, you've got such a big database and I think brand name worldwide, Flipper is like, you know, it's just so huge now. People, I, I see it in here in Australia, I read about you in the Thin Review. Um, you know, you see the name Flipper appearing everywhere and I think I've seen it on some other financial sites that aren't related to website investing, which is, you know, hats off to you. You've, you've come in and really got that brand name out there perfectly, you know, timed with this boom in the market as well um very impressive and and i and i guess that's the obvious the, you know that does answer why you're listing much bigger sites now but you mentioned there was another change that you've seen as well that's come out through all this and that's that buyer demand is going up as well Do you, are you able to comment a bit there as well like in terms of the range of buyers i, I can the so what's happening is you're getting a different type of buyer enter this asset class. Yep. And what, what they've seen is that um, you, can, you can get material return on investment, obviously, um, at, at what would still be considered a, a quite modest investment level or multiple compared to other asset types. And you and I have had this discussion for years, Matt, but the reality, um, while we may have known about it and while some individuals who are savvy and or your uh, students who have been taught by you are well aware, um, institutional buyers are actually pretty new to the space. Yeah, yep. So they're coming in on mass now and of course they have big wallets deep mm -hmm. wallets. and so as a result you know flipper is on the hunt for as many possible uh diverse high quality sellers as possible because the buyer universe is just so much bigger i mean if i if i look at um march alone um in March alone, there were um, there was an additional what is that fifteen point five billion dollars in uh, intent added to our platform. So this is the this is the the, wow. the wallet size that these people have to play with. Now, just to put that into perspective, I'll get my 
I'll get my calculator out quickly. Um, that's 37 billion divided by 10,000. So we're talking about we're talking about on average a, a 3.7 million dollar um, budget for those company buyers. Yep. And that's a lot of money. And so we need to chase the assets which which match that match that buyer pool. Um, and so that that's continuing to go up. Now we don't expect that to stop anytime soon. Yep. Yeah, and this I saw this happen when Liz and I were involved in mergers and acquisitions with bricks and mortar, like we we're dealing with private equity firms and the amount of money they had. And our biggest problem was just getting them the deals. And you know, and they would say, Matt, we you know, we, we want you to go out and source deals for us. We need to find, you know, we've we've got $50 million. We need to spend it. And it's funny, Blake, this is what I was talking to you about the other day. I, I mentioned this to you. Those same private equity firms are now reaching back out to listen. This is after 20 years. You know, we had a good network back in those days. And they're just quietly ringing us. And I think I've introduced a couple to you as well. But, but they've just said, um, hey, Matt, we've just, how are you going? We know you're involved in websites. Can you help us find deals? We've got $50 million to spend and we have, you know, they have to spend it. That's their mandate. Um, and so what it tells me is this market, like you said at the beginning of this interview, this market is definitely maturing now. It's, it's, it's on par with bricks and mortar mergers and acquisitions at all levels. And when you see this money and, and Blake, let me ask you this question because you and I, can feel it like everyone can it's it's booming and i know from someone from the outside who's not used to this world of buying and selling businesses and these big institutional buyers it can look like it's a bit of a boom or a um a bubble and people ask me so i'm going to ask you the question i don't know what my answer is but do you see this as a bubble or as an ongoing trend what 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 are your thoughts there it's not a bubble i mean consumer the consumer wallet has shifted from brick and mortar to online. Yep. So that's a trend that is here to stay. It doesn't just, they don't just suddenly say, well, I found my favorite online shop um, selling me my favorite candles and they'll all of a sudden just abandon ship and say, well, online, I don't want to shop online anymore. It's just not the way consumer uh, behavior works. So no, it's, it's not a bubble. I think the other thing, don't forget that um, businesses tend to mature yeah. and maturity, you get better quality, you get better performance, you get higher valuations. And so for all of the assets that have sprung up over the last 10 years, um, those early adopters to the ecosystem today are now mature businesses which um, are there and ripe for individuals and or private equity buyers. I think probably the other thing to bear in mind is that you know, the next 4 billion consumers will come online over the next five years. Yep. So we're, we're not nearly at the tipping point. No. The online universe is, is, is still young and immature. And for anyone who gets in now, despite what it might look like to you, uh, you are still relatively early. Yep. And so as long as you can build a niche and as long as you can invest wisely in acquiring customers and doing that profitably, you'll find yourself with not only um, a cash flow generating asset, which, which helps you with your lifestyle today, but you may actually find yourself with a material exit in three to five years from now. Yep. 
And I, I agree wholeheartedly. I, it, you summed it up perfectly. I, I don't. I think it's only still the beginning. Even after ten years, it, it's only, you know, the fact that these, like you said, these institutional buyers, they're here to stay. Now they're not silly. They see what we all see. Finally, after all these years, they go, "Hang on a minute, I can just buy an internet business for you know three million dollars, <laughs> hardly any capex in it, and don't have you know can just grow it, get a team on it." It's a growing market 24-7, and they all know exactly what you just said. Just remember, everyone, there's another four or five billion people about to come online, and, you know, I'm sure Elon Musk has noticed that too with Starlink, which is now rolling out in Australia. But, you know, that, that all jokes aside, that sort of a thing does make a huge difference, that the, the total addressable market here is now just starting to get bigger and bigger. Cool. Um, I mean, remember that these aren't tech stocks, right? They're not in No. They're not inflated. You don't get inflated valuations. The valuations are, are real-world valuations. Yes. Yep. And, and arguably, um, it's it's arguably they're undervalued still. So I was just going to say they're still cheap. But you know, we used to sell bricks and mortar businesses on a four and five times EBIT. So or EBITDA because our manufacturing businesses and stuff. And you know. I would never pay that for a manufacturing business now. I'd, I'd much rather pay that for an internet business. And then you just showed, you know, there's good good sites and we've got clients buying sites on a anywhere from a three to four times multiple or two to some. I saw one of our sites recently just buy a site off your flipper platform for a two times multiple. Um, that's, you know, this a bargain, absolute bargain. And I, and I think that... Um, the, the boom or bust question shouldn't even be there yet because there's, there's no, you can't just lump one asset class into um, all the an all asset class discussion. It's they're they're independent of each other, and and we're not talking about traditional M and A. We're not talking about technology innovations. We're talking about real small businesses yep. getting real value for real customers. And it's your opportunity to tap into that ecosystem and buy yourself a deal and continue to leverage that quality asset and improve it and get a return on investment. And that's that's the asset class that we're in. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that is brilliant. Well, hopefully that has inspired everyone. And it, it, it's just fantastic to see this, this marketplace mature and it, and, and, and big thank you to you for sharing so openly as well with our community the, the actual numbers that you're doing and seeing at Flipper. So everyone knows it's real. It, it, there's nothing better than hearing it from the CEO himself of the world's biggest website broker, you know, Blake Hutchison from Flipper. And, um, yeah, I'd just love to say a big thank you there, Blake, for, as always, um, helping to inspire our guys to... Uh, you know, do really well in this marketplace. And congratulations on the amazing results that you guys have just achieved over the over the last couple of years as well. Oh, thanks very much. I mean, ultimately, all we've done is built a platform. Um, we are we are beholden to our community, and we often talk about we often talk about this like a dating website. We're there just to match you up. Um, and yeah. My, yeah. Uh, as a as a business owner, you find a pathway to the right buyer, and as a buyer, you find the right asset for you. Awesome. Yeah. Well, anyone listening, if you're looking at getting some advice or you're looking at buying and selling websites, obviously 
go and check out the Flipper platform, flipper.com. Um, we'll put some of those links in the bottom of the show notes here as well. And if you're a high net worth and you want to contact or you're an institutional investor and you want to contact Flipper, you can reach out to Blake himself and we'll put his link down there as well. And um, big thank you, Blake, for coming on today's interview. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Awesome to see you again. Awesome. Thanks, Blake. You've been listening to a Digital Investors podcast with Matt and Liz Rad from the eBusiness Institute. If you'd like more great content, interviews and inspiration, make sure you subscribe here in your podcast app or visit digitalinvestors.com for more insights into the future of investing online.